Welcome to Melden Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Melden, founder of Melden Law and partner with my son, Carrie, today. And uh, very excited to bring you this show. We've got a uh, radio disc jockey with years of years of experience. And we're going to have a blast talking about uh, uh, what's happened in the ra- world of radio over the last 30 years or so. Um, we have some big events coming up we want to promote. Ocala, Wind FM rocks the Riley with Fleetwood Mac. The definitive Fleetwood Mac tribute band will be at the Riley Arts Center in Ocala July 8th at 7.30 p.m. Uh, For those of you that uh, are Fleetwood Mac fans, it will be great to go see a really good uh, tribute band playing some of the classics like uh, Rihanna, Go Your Own Way, uh, Stevie Click, Nick's uh, classics like uh, Stop Dragging My Heart Around. That was uh, uh, a song she did with Tom Petty. Actually, there's a good story about Stevie Nicks. She wanted to join Tom Petty in the Heartbreakers. She was best friends with Tom Petty. He wanted, She wanted him to write songs for her and all that. And, she went to Tom one day and asked uh, if she could join the Heartbreakers uh, permanently. And uh, this, as the story goes, Tom looked at her and said, <clears throat> there's no girls in the Heartbreakers. So uh, that's how Stevie Nicks stayed with Fleetwood Mac. Uh, another big event coming on, uh, the Alzheimer's Association, October 21st. Uh, we're going to be walking uh, in Gainesville at the uh, Trinity Methodist Church. It's an exciting event, and we're trying to raise $140,000 by putting together teams that will go around and try to get any donation, $5, $10, $20, doesn't matter. Uh, what we want to do is, number one, create awareness for all the wonderful things that are going on now as far as helping find cures for Alzheimer's and dementia. And there are new medications that are being uh, reviewed and approved by the FDA. So let's take advantage of it. It's going to be really important uh, for those loved ones that we have uh, to help minimize the effects of a devastating disease. Uh, Melvin Law. Uh, Founded in 1971, we do accident cases. Uh, We help people put their lives back together after serious accidents. Uh, We've uh, been very, very fortunate. We have a great team, and uh, the client experience is our number one mantra at Melden Law. Uh, We are not a big box store. We try to give personalized individual attention. We call it the Ritz-Carlton experience. Uh, any, any place that uh, you go where the experience and the uh, treatment you get is extraordinary uh, is the standard we at Melvin Law try to impart in every case that we handle. Big or small, we want to make sure that we create raving fans. So give us uh, a call if you are ever in need. We're glad to help. There's no fee unless there's a recovery made. But more importantly than that, whenever uh, you're seriously injured, you want a law firm that you can communicate with. You can meet with uh, the partners, either my son, Carrie, or myself. You can meet with the lawyers. We encourage you to uh, uh, be involved in developing uh, the best um, uh, treatment and success 
for your case. So give us a shot. We'd love to um, have you. And uh, a lot of other things are going on. Uh, Gator football, great uh, recruiting month in uh, June. So uh, everybody's excited about that. And it looks like uh, the Gator program is uh, on an upswing. Uh, it's a little early to talk about football, but for those of you that do follow Gator football, you know it's, uh, it's really exciting. We are here at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Behind me you can see uh, the head ball coach, uh, uh, all his helmets that he's either uh, played with or uh, been head coach on the team, and uh, it's quite a, uh, uh, an experience coming out here. For those of you that have not been out here, do it. Come out. Have a good time. You'll really enjoy yourself. It's uh, 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 the hottest place uh, in town. Uh, it's air-conditioned inside. Uh, however, when I say the hottest place, everybody wants to come to Spurrier's. And uh, Coach Spurrier's here frequently. Uh, you come out. Chances are he'll be out there and uh, meet and greet you and say hello. It's really exciting. And Gator football uh, recruiting, basketball, everybody loves coming out here. So uh, let's uh, support uh, a great restaurant that's been a terrific addition to the Gainesville and North Florida scene. People coming from all over. This is not just uh, Gainesville folks. I know Ocala, a lot of our friends in Ocala come down here all the time. It's easy to get uh, to right on the interstate. So let's support a great restaurant. Uh, we have a terrific guest coming up, Stevie D, who's a, uh, a radio DJ, and uh, we all love our radio DJs. Um, I'm going to uh, be bringing Stevie D on, and we're going to talk uh, what it's like to be a DJ and what it was like in the old days, what it's like now, how things have changed, and I think you're going to really find it interesting. So uh, we're going to take a short break on Meldon Law and Friends, and we'll be back with DJ Stevie D. Meldon Law has been serving personal injury victims since 1971. In those days, Jeffrey Meldon's presence as an attorney in the music scene dubbed him with the nickname The Hippie Attorney. And although times have changed, two things haven't. Our commitment to bettering our community by helping the injured. Albert, are you ready to go to the game? And our love for the Florida Gators. If you bleed orange and blue, Meldon Law is the firm for you. Well, I'm joining the band, of course. Since Melvin Law is the official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, I want to help. Dad, we're litigators. Let's stick to helping people in the courtroom. Well, can we still hang out and jam a little bit? At Melvin Law, we won't back down. I was going down a one-way street, and a girl that was driving her car T-boned me on my scooter. I ended up going for an MRI and discovering that I had two herniated discs. Coming to Cary allowed me to not have to worry about what doctor I was gonna see or what physical therapist I had to go to. They say, these are the people we trust. You're gonna have a great experience there. And I honestly did each time. Call Melden Law. Your consultation is absolutely free. I was driving behind a lady and very suddenly she moved out of the way. There was a log laying in the road. And when I hit my brakes, I went on top of the log. I had two herniated discs. I just haven't been the same since. 
Jeffrey Melton fought for me all the way. Him and his team really went there for me. Throughout the whole lawsuit, he made sure that my bills was paid. It was never no whenever I called him and asked him for something. Call Melden Law right now. And I was in an accident. Someone ran red light and hit me, and I was hurt. You don't know where to turn. Luckily, I called Jeffrey. These big insurance companies, they don't want you to win. They truly don't. But Jeffrey and his firm and the people that work here, they just really fight for you. You call the law offices of Jeffrey Meldon because you're going to need help, and they will help you. Call Meldon Law right now. Hey, Sammy, look who's there. Say hi. Hey. Again. Melden Law, Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! Somebody Here we go again. Welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Melden, founder and attorney at Melden Law, and we are very pleased to have our special guest. Stevie D from Lake City here with us. Uh, welcome, Stevie. How you doing? Jeff, doing great. Thank you for the opportunity to be on Melvin Law and Friends. Very excited. Well, Very excited. You, you, I'm get less experience for sure. Uh, I know you well, but uh, those folks that are listening or watching, you can tell Stevie D has a great radio voice. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you. Thank so tell us how you wound up getting in the radio business. I know you were born... Uh, back in uh, Tampa around 1960. That's correct. Started. Tell us uh, how the, the radio uh, career evolved. Well, I moved up into the um, Live Oak area, Swanee County, in 1988, and there was a small little radio station, 91.3, which was a gospel station. And um, the, there was a gentleman on there one day talking about needing help and so on and so forth, and I thought, well, you know what? I. I may be able to do this. I know how to work a turntable. What, what did you been doing? Uh, um, I was working as I was working as a, uh, a printing press operator for uh, Florida Real Estate Directories, uh, printing map assessor books and map map uh, uh, books and stuff like that for uh, real estate. And um, you went down to this place and a little radio station and offered my uh, volunteer actually for free and said I wouldn't mind doing a contemporary Christian. Music. He was playing the old standards, which is nothing wrong with that. But I wanted something a little more exciting, a little more upbeat, and uh, you know the likes of the Amy Grants, Michael W. Smith, Petra, DeGarmo, and Key. Uh, and so he gave me an opportunity to do a Saturday morning show called uh, Living Waters, and that's how I got into radio, quite by accident. And uh, I say by accident, but um, you know I was determined to try and help this guy out. You know, it was a little listener-supported station, and. Uh, it was two like 1950 single wise stuck together to make studios and uh, had turntables and learned how to you know backtrack a turntable you know a turn and a half to make sure that it didn't you know when it started going on music it wasn't slurring as it was trying to speed oh, up. Oh, see, I never heard about that. So yeah. what would you, you? You'd actually you'd have the vinyl. You had the vinyl. Had two turntables, right? And right. Had a and cart machine and, and so on. So 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 you you'd back you'd back it up about half a turn. One and a half turns. Right. Right. And of course, thirty three and a third speed right. turntables. And that way, when you and you had the buttons, when you clicked it on, then by the time you went 
put the pod up to go live, it was up to speed. Oh, okay. Yeah. A lot of you folks may not remember, uh, you know, what uh, seven, 33 and a third records were. I remember 78. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is a crazy story. I go into my parents' uh, base, our home, our family home. We had a basement. We lived in Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And down in the basement, my grandfather had um, a, uh, some classical records, and they were vinyl, and they had one song on each side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they were 78s, uh, rotation per minute, right. right? And the reason they called it an album is because if they had 12 songs uh, or 12 pieces from an orchestra, right? They had 12 records with, or they'd have 12 songs with a record on each side of Correct. each big. I don't know if you did you ever see that? I did, didn't play them, but I saw them. So you know. Matter of fact, they're in the attic at the radio station I'm at now. There are those records you're talking about. So when you talk about, so when people talk about an album, mm-hmm. it was it was it was packaged like an album and you opened it up and they sometimes they'd have some pictures and some mm-hmm. explanations of who the uh, artist or orchestra was. Right. And, um, and a little background info. A little background info. And then, so that, um, I guess, it mor- morphed into the 45 RPM mm-hmm. after that. That was the big, um, you had the big donut hole in it. Right. And you need to have the adapter. Right, yeah, a little uh, red one, yeah, or yeah, yeah absolutely. Because... So the 78s had a small hole, right. but the 45s, for some reason, they made those with a big hole. Yeah, you know, I don't know the reason why, but I remember using those. Um, you know, my mother and my dad had a, a big, uh, I want to say it was a uh, RCA turntable, <clears throat> big stereo system in our living room. And, and she would set the, her albums on there and play like four or five albums back in the day. It was country, you know, so it was looking at the uh, Eddie Arnold, Jim Reeves, Farron Young. Nancy Sinatra, some of her favorite stuff back then, and uh, Young Love. Yeah, yeah, right, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah. I had a club here in Gainesville called the Great Southern Music Hall from four, 74 to seventy eight, really? and Fair and Young uh, played uh, at our club. That's how I. Uh, yeah, hello we, walls. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he, he was classic. Yeah, so, he was great. So anyhow, so you saw, so so really the forty fives are when rock and roll and um, mm-hmm. the DJ came into prominence, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got there in the, in the late 50s, you know, mm-hmm. going into the 60s, you know, because that's when the artists then would travel around and take records that they would, that they made and hand to the DJs and hopefully and pray that they would play their song, you know, and get a, maybe, uh, maybe get a, a, uh, exposed or, uh, or, uh, What's the other word? They, uh, they, they wanted playtime. They wanted playtime. Airtime. Yeah, absolutely. Airtime. Air Anyhow, yeah. so, yeah. you know, Discovered. from 1950 to 56, my dad had the largest jazz nightclub between New York and Chicago located in Cleveland. It was called the Loop Lounge. Right on. And so he used to bring home demo records mm-hmm. and they would be stamped, you know, demo record. Uh, and it was a jazz nightclub. And uh, the the top jazz artist in in the world. I mean, every everybody from um, you know Dizzy Gillespie, 
uh, to uh, Lionel Hampton, to Ella Fitzgerald, to uh, Dave Brubeck, and uh, uh, Duke Ellington played at the club. I mean, he had these really The names of the era. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyhow, he got, he was friends with a famous DJ uh, named Bill Randall, and Bill Randall um, was a DJ for WERE in Cleveland, and it was a hundred thousand watt station, which was you know it's a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. And Cleveland was a, a big music town uh, back then. Uh, that's probably why the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right. is there. Right. And uh, he so he advertised. Uh, with Bill Randall, and he also advertised with a, uh, on the station another DJ uh, named Alan Freed. So he was friends with Alan Freed, who coined the term rock and roll. Right. Rock and roll was previously used in the black community as, as a uh, you know slang uh, term, mm-hmm. uh, rock and roll. You know, however, whatever it meant to you, that's what it meant. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. So anyhow, uh, Colonel Tom Parker comes to uh, Bill Randall and says, I got this artist who's really hot. I want you to play it in your rotation. And back then, uh, it was a big deal to get into the rotation on WER because it was a 100,000-watt station. And, of course, that artist was Elvis Presley. That's right. So, was, so us in Cleveland take take uh, some of the credit for breaking him because uh, Bill Randall was the first DJ that broke Elvis Presley. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. Yeah, especially to have that footprint in in that arena and being able to have that first because nobody can do that again. You know, if I can have that I first. Know. Yeah, people always say, well, who was the great... Yeah, I was at, uh, at a family uh, wedding a couple weeks ago, you know, so I was up in Cleveland. I went, of course, I took my wife and my brothers, we all went down to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they have the, the early DJ studios mm-hmm. and what it was like, you know. I mean, it sounds to me like you were working in fairly primitive It uh, was, yeah. You even had to have a card you had to sign on and sign off. You know, whenever I came on, I had to give my little number and then give the number when I signed off. And uh, So who did you have to give that to? Um, well, you had to apply for the uh, to be a broadcaster. You had to uh-huh. apply and you got a little manila card. Yeah. And then whenever you came on the air, hey, it's... Uh, you know, this is, uh, then I was Steve Johnson, which is my, is my name, but then later on, the, uh, the, uh, my name got coined for Stevie D, and then so that's how I have. How did that happen? I had a friend, uh, after I started doing radio, he said, uh, you need a radio name, and I was like, well, I, you know, okay, and he said, how about Stevie D, and uh, okay, and it stuck. And uh, people say, uh, what does the D stand for? I'd like to say debonair. But, uh, <laughs> well, you are. Hey, you're not doing too bad, Stevie. I mean, you know, except, except you're a radio guy. <laughs> yeah, they said I got a face for radio, so okay, that's all right. But a D actually stands for Dale. My middle name is Dale, so that's oh. how CBD came about. Okay, I, I like that. So, yeah, so different genres I've been in. Uh, from that, I went to, uh, uh, to Adult Contemporary, and then uh, I was there. So was what there. were some of the Adult Contemporary stars? Uh, let's see, what, what was that, 97? That was 97. So, mm-hmm. um, geez, in 97, oh, gosh, it was uh, huh. uh, there, there was a lot. 
There was a lot going on. I know Kenny Chesney started uh, being hot. Now he's country, but he was right, right, he was right. kind of a crossover. I, I would imagine adult contemporary. You would have played, you know, uh, act, you know, songs by Kenny Chesney right. and stuff, mm -hmm. particularly up in Lake City. Right, right, right. absolutely. Yeah, the um, you know the adult contemporary part of it was uh, there. I was the midday good guy, Stevie D. I was in the oh. middays, and then so. Uh, but um, artists, you know, uh, gosh, it was it was so many. My mind's going blank now because you asked me the question. But there was so many artists uh, that we played because I not only was I on air, I was also in sales as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, being on air helped me in the advertising sales end of things too to go out and meet the public. And so uh, yeah, so back then, uh, Lake City was fairly small community, mm -hmm. um, and so how did you go about as far as you know, helping the station grow? Well, once I was on the air part of it and, and being a uh, on-air talent, as they call it, uh, then going out in the community and people meeting who I was and they, they got to hear me. So it kind of opened doors to be able to walk in and start talking to folks about advertising and radio advertising and how effective it was and, and what radio, how it was, radio is intrusive. It's not like print or print is, is, is passive. You know, mm -hmm. but uh, radio will go through brick, mortar, metal, and uh, so the intrusiveness of radio is how is was why it's so effective. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, I mean, you probably know lyrics of a thousand songs that you never intended to learn, but you did because you heard it over, over and over and over. And over. Repetition. Yeah. You know, and that's what radio does. It's it's what you say times how many times you say it. The term is called toma, top of mind awareness. So do you have a playlist that uh, you use now where you do a rotation? Well, now I'm in the country uh, segment yeah. of, uh, on 98.1. And so the uh, rotation that we have, it's, it's already kind of built into the computer. I don't have to actually have to pull records anymore. So it's already on there, but I have a, I have a vast library that I, if somebody calls in and let's say they want to hear Tim McGraw, something like that, and I can just plug and play, so to speak. And so uh, but our library is huge. I mean, we have from the old country, you know, to the legends, to today's current country. So, plus Outlaw now. I do Outlaw shows as well. Well, so, yeah, I mean, uh, the the Outlaw show. So, who are your favorite Outlaw? Well, I go I, from, I season it with Waylon, Willie, Hank, uh, you know, and then uh, and I put new stuff like uh, Blackberry Smoke, Cody Jinks, Tyler Childers, uh, Hank the Third. Of course, Bo Sivas is in there as well. Um, gosh, there's so many new artists coming out now with the outlaw country. Uh, it's very good. Well, and it's amazing that, you know, there's outlaw country, and then if they, they're really good, then they tend to cross over into uh, the mainstream, mm -hmm. right? Right, I mean, right. Uh, you know, I mean, the original outlaws, I mean, Willie Nelson, you know, was certainly crossover, mm -hmm. you know, Chris Christopherson and... Uh, uh, you know, Waylon Jennings, right, and, Johnny, uh, Cash. Johnny Cash. Right, right. Johnny Cash may have been well. Hank, Hank Williams, mm -hmm. and Johnny Cash were probably the most important country singers as far as uh, promoting the crossover back. Well, Hank Williams. I mean, yeah, Hank Williams was in the late forties, right. right, early fifties, mm -hmm. and then Johnny Cash picks up when in the late fifties and sixties. And they laid the groundwork for, you know, people like Dolly Parton and for Loretta Lynn. And uh, I mean, there were great country singers in the 50s, but those two guys, 
I think were the giants of the early days. Absolutely. Also, you got the Hag, Merle Haggard yeah, in there. I yeah. mean, you know those the, uh, those guys and. And, and Patsy Cline for the ladies side of it, you know, yeah. bringing uh, her in and bringing the women into the mix and into the fold as well. Of course, like you said, Loretta Lynn. And then uh, it's it, country has such a deep rooted uh, message in, in, in America, especially, you know, uh, the songs are so apropos is maybe a good word you know they well, they have messages that really <laughs> my, my wife left me i kicked the dog <laughs> yeah the tear of the beer absolutely right on, right on. I'm, I'm, I'm having a drink because i don't know what else to do <laughs> exactly yeah 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 i bought a handle because i'm missing you hey i went to the ryman in nashville 1970 and saw the old Ryman yes. and saw a show in there. And that was, uh, you know, really inspirational for me because that was like a church. Yeah, well, yeah, it was a church, yeah. <laughs> for me, I got to go in 2015, and I was backstage at the old Ryman Auditorium. And uh, it was a very interesting experience, a very surreal moment, if I use that word, that yeah. term, because you're backstage where the greats were. And I got to walk out on stage as well and look out into the – it was empty seats, but it was still – that's where the original Grand Ole Opry was and those shows that came on back then and then the stars that paved the way for the stars today. Very surreal moment. And, uh, you know, going to Nashville for me was like, uh, I guess, a Christian going to Israel for what well, I do, you know. I'll tell you, um, I'm Jewish, and I went to Israel like two months ago for the 75th anniversary, and I would encourage all of our Christian friends uh, to check it out. I mean, it is um, amazing. You go to Jerusalem, and uh, and by the way, it's very safe over there. You hear about all this stuff, but I'm telling, I tell all my friends, go go there. Uh, you know, check it out, Jerusalem. I mean, you're there where Jesus Christ walked. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, so and you see the stuff that's in the Bible, and it's like, oh. This, I read about this. Yeah, you see history come to life, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to have to talk to you some more about that, Stevie. Right on. We gotta, I got to encourage all my friends to check it out. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. So let's talk about, um, you know, the state of um, the radio DJ and radio right now. You know, in TV, you know, cable, people are cutting the cable. There's, you know, apps, you know, uh, that, you know, different it's being bifurcated to the point where on TV um, there's no one central uh, cable provider that dominates completely mm -hmm. anymore. How is it with radio now? I mean, you've got competition, right? You know, uh, Sirius Radio and uh, there's, um, you know, the different, uh, you know, Pandora mm -hmm. and Spotify, other, and, Spotify right. and stuff. So how are you dealing with uh, th those changes in, in the uh, music industry? Well, local radio is still very successful. We still have 97% of the market because local radio is going to tell you there's a tornado coming in or, there's, or a wreck that's happened or something that's in the community or something local that you need to know about. And it doesn't cost you anything. You know, our advertisers like yourself uh, who advertise there make it possible for us to play the music. You know, and it's the music that holds the listener, but it's the local side because you're there to entertain, inform, you know, our listeners as well. And so the entertainment side of it is the music, but the information side of it is what's also very important. It's hand in glove. 
If there's a bad wreck or a bad storm coming or something that's happening and you lose power, well, we always stay on power. We have generators that keep us up, and you can always get that radio on in most cases if you have to go out to your car. And so, but so that's where the. Well, the in the, the old days, we had transistor radio. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to the transistor You know, radio? I think mine is still at my mom's house where I was raised, <laughs> but a little tiny one, you know. Yeah, back, back in the 60s, we'd all go to the beach or whatever, and you take your transistor radio and put it down next to your blanket. That's right. And hang out. And that's where you heard the music of the day. Mm -hmm. And, it, it, you know, what Stevie's talking about now is basically the same thing that. So local radio keeps you in touch with what's going on in the local community, and it uh, provides a, um, uh, a friend uh, to keep you company. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, as an on-air personality, on-air talent, for me, what I learned a long time ago when I got into radio was a friend of mine told me to put a picture on the board and speak to the picture, and it sounds like you're talking to everyone else personally. And that's what you want. I mean, you, you share your life experiences and things that have happened in your life with folks, and you're relevant because they've gone through things as well, and they can relate to you, you know. And if something is genuinely funny and you're genuinely laughing, they're going to laugh because it's funny. And there's a lot of funny stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of things, yeah. And, and so how do you prepare? Do you, uh, do you, you know... Uh, read the newspapers do you you know pick up funny things to mention on the air How, what, what do you do well a lot of things are just personal things that happen in my life uh, day in and day out on the weekends on the river on the beach uh, with friends at outings down here in Gainesville hanging out uh, you know uh, gator games or whatever uh, it's uh, and then uh, I can go online and, and get certain things that uh, that if I want to know about a little more deeper about a, a particular artist or something like that uh, you know that uh, that interests me because if it interests me, there's a certain percentage of people that they're going to be interested too, you know? And so it just kind of overflows and, and it uh, fills uh, voids and gaps that they may not know about. And if I can present that to them with the information side of things, you know, it's also entertaining. So yeah, Right. And, well, and that's what differentiates what you're doing from Spotify or, uh, you know, Pandora or Sirius or whatever. You know, you're the local guy. Right, and, yeah, and I get to go out in the community. I mean, if I'm at a grocery store or a, or a convenience store or so on and so forth, because I'm, uh, for me, I, I'm the, kind of the face of 98.1 in Live Oak, and so I introduce a lot of artists on stage at the Spirit Swine Music Park for the big uh, Swine River Jams and different mm -hmm. artists uh, that are around. Uh, I have the great honor and opportunity to go and meet them and, and introduce them on stage, so it puts me out in front of a lot of people at one time. So more people know who I am than I know who they are, but all those people are just as important. You know, they're all listeners and, and folks who, you know, are very kind and say very kind things and enjoy the station and enjoy a story I may tell. Because, again, the relevant side of, of the uh, human side of the radio is what really, really draws people in. So let's, and I enjoy that. So uh, let's tell our listeners and viewers again uh, the station that you're currently on and how to and what what are the uh, call numbers? It's uh, WQHL today's best country in the legends. It's ninety eight point one. We uh, broadcast out of Live Oak, Florida, and uh, I have a Saturday night show called the Big Ninety Eight Outlaw Show with the Outlaw Man Stevie D. So now, that's uh, how far does the station uh, go? We reach from Steenhatchee to McClinney to Valdosta to Gainesville. Oh wow! Yeah, so we you... throw a big broadcast net. Well, that we're fifty thousand watts. Oh, so yeah, 50,000 watts in that part, and you don't have that many other signals interfering up there. 
No, no, really, no, it's, we don't. I mean, uh, and we're very fortunate about that. We're very, very, uh, very grateful for the opportunity and that uh, folks that we can that can listen and tune in and streaming and all those kind of things that we, we do to, to get so, the message out. So how far south do you get, you get to Gainesville? We get to uh, right at uh, uh, 39th. Uh, right. Yeah, right at 39th. 39th and yeah. I-75. Yes, and, uh, yes So those of you that... Uh, Work, live in uh, Lake City and work in Gainesville, you can uh, listen almost all the way to work. That's right. Yeah. And uh, what, what, what times are you on during the uh, day? Now, um, again, I'm on, on Saturday nights. I'm on from 8 till 10 Saturday nights. Right. And then uh, I'm director of sales otherwise. So during the days, I'm uh, talking about advertising and, and helping our sales associates and reps uh, learn how to sell air. Because <laughs> that's what we really do. We we, we lease airs. We we lease ears to sell air. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So so um, right now is country music. Uh, I know. I look at the ratings, mm -hmm. and country music is rocking as far as the ratings go. I mean, they're knocking it out of the park. Yeah, it's still the fastest growing genre out there. So uh, right now, who are the top three? Uh, country artist in your opinion? Well, Morgan Wallen, by far. And uh, not only on the country, he, he crossed over. He's on four, he's number one in four different genres. Um, uh, Jelly Roll is very huge right now. Um, Luke Holmes is on the top. Uh, that's the top three right now. I mean, the most requests. Uh, and there's, and we got Lanny Wilson as far as the female side. Uh, she is really knocking it out of the park. Uh, gosh. Um, you know, of course, then you got your standards that are that have been Tim McGraw that will always be there. Kenny Chesney, uh, Carly Pierce, which is another new young artist coming up. Uh, gosh, there's so many that we are, have the opportunity, and honor to play and, and get to meet. So, so um, what do you call Taylor Swift? Is she country or is she pop or what? She's probably more pop now than she was. She started in country, of course. That gave her her foothold and, and stair-stepped her way to where she is now. Because mm -hmm. uh, now she's in the stratosphere with uh, what she does now. I mean, if you see but it. it's pretty cool to see a country star. And, I mean, she's obviously still has country roots. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, she doesn't have country songs in her repertoire. She just does it in her own style. Right, right, and, right. Uh, but, you know... Um, I can think of all the um, country artists in, in my day going through, and she really, you know, is probably the number one as far as sales, drawing people to mm -hmm. big shows, to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, really um, demonstrating just how far country roots have gone. And, and of course, you know, the crossover is a very interesting because it's uh, the lines are blurred in many ways it is it is it's true and and good, again carrie underwood coming off american idol winning that she really paved a huge way for a lot of the up-and-coming women artists mm -hmm. especially in the crossover market as well you know because she crossed over pretty quick maybe not in the intentional side of it but her music was so good that you could not not play it so for those of you viewing and listening what stevie d and i are talking about is the fact that when it comes to you know record sales and listeners and uh, to country music stations, that country music is dominating the airwaves right now. It is. It and, is. And and it's uh, it's well deserved because I think the production is terrific. The songwriting is great. 
the uh, the artists are really stepping it up as far as their you know performances and and you know getting out there and letting people see what country I mean we're we're from the south here I mean I I've lived here since 1970 you you're a Tampa guy right but, and Tampa's probably been a country town you know as oh, far yeah. as country music even though it's a big city mm-hmm. well being raised down there I mean here in the stations growing up down there and uh, of course, my parents huge country fans, and then, you know, I was born in 1960, so I went through, you know, the uh, classic or the early rock, classic rock, disco, country, because I was in that whole era, you know, yeah. for me, which is very, very exciting. So, were you a Beatles fan? I, I was in the early on. I wasn't quite as big as a Beatles fan back in the day, uh, but uh, I do like some of their songs. Uh, <laughs> Probably for me, the uh, Leonard Skinner's of the world been back in the 70s whenever I was 13 and 73. So my right. teenage years is whenever 73 for the classic rock, what they call now, right. you know, um, it was uh, just an exciting time for me and an exciting time for music even. I mean, the messages of, of the 70s, which you well know, are so ingrained that they are, again, it's just roots that really grab you. You know the lyrics, uh, especially in that era of time. Yeah, I think you know music in the late '60s and the um, uh, early '70s was really important. I, somebody had told me that the music that most resonates with people is the music that you were listening to when you were 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you ever heard that? Yeah, before? absolutely, absolutely. That we never forget that. And so when when I go to the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, it's like I'm going through my life uh, through music. You are. It is. It's 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 it's, it's the music pages in your life. It's a song you heard. You heard, and when you hear it, it takes you immediately to that spot you were when you heard it the first time. I think of the know? girl I was dating. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What great memories those are. You know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that was. Uh, you know, I remember dating this one girl and. Uh, we were, you know, having a good time, and I think uh, we were listening. To, we were listening to the Moody Blues. They, mm-hmm. they had the Days of Future Past, and the, it was kind of a ethereal album, you know. And I'm listening to it, and, I, and whenever I hear that album, I I remember that girl, you know. Right, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, it was like. Um, uh, in the skating rink, uh, back in the days when the skating rinks were real popular, you know, and then, you know, yeah. you're, uh, all right, it's a couple skates, so you're looking for a girl to ask to skate, you know. And then, Are you talking about roller skating? Roller skating, yeah, roller skating, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, of course, they got the real nice stereo system in the skating rink that I was raised and, around. And it got dark. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it got dark, you know. And they, so had, you, and they had the lights yes. whirling around <laughs> yeah. and stuff. And yeah, great times, great times. You know, you're you know, you're know, out there holding the hand of the girl you're uh, skating with and hands get all sweaty because you're nervous, you know. <laughs> you were nervous to begin with to go ask her, you know. You're, you know, well, you hope she says yes, you know. So. But, but they'd be playing the music of the day. Yes, and absolutely. And some of the uh, great songs that, you know, came out of that, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you, um, for those listeners and viewers, I wanted to tell you that in Gainesville, there's a city museum. The history of Alachua County is at the Matheson Museum, and uh, we sponsored and put together the history of the music scene in Gainesville in the uh, uh, early and mid-1970s. And uh, I'd encourage everybody to go check it out. It's a professionally done uh, presentation 
really cool. Uh, we, I counted 10 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame members that played at the Great Southern Music Hall wow. uh, over a five-year period. And uh, a lot of them I got to meet because we hired them. <laughs> right, right on. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and it was great. I had dinner with a bunch of them. And, uh, you know, so I really have a deep love for uh, music and all genres, you know. Uh, I, I dated a girl that loved country music, so I learned all about country right. music. Right, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I know for me, uh, growing up, there was uh, country, and then like on Thursday nights, was uh, it was a certain place I went to in Tampa uh, for country, and then on uh, Fridays, I would go to Lakeland, Florida, Florida to the uh, rock concerts, you know, of the day. My very first concert ever in my life in 1976 was the Beach Boys. Oh, wow. That very first been, concert, 16 years old. Incredible. That was great, it was awesome. And then, uh, but then, um, then also in the late seventies, it was the uh, in mid seventies was the disco era, and uh, and I learned real quick there was beautiful women at all genres. So <laughs> I went to all of them. I dressed in my rock outfit. I dressed in my country outfit, and not that I really got into the disco outfit. But I mean, you know, you, uh, you had a little John Travolta. I did. Like I saw the movie like five times. You know, I figured I'll learn. I'll learn a Latin hustle. You know, that's what to me it was girls all on the dance floor wanting to dance. They, they, they didn't want to be embarrassed. Well, how about Urban Cowboy? Absolutely. You know, that yeah. one. Urban Cowboy was one of my favorite yeah, movies. Deborah Winger. That's right. Yeah, Deborah Winger and uh, Travolta. You know, were. Uh, the pit where they are Gillies, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and I was in Dallas. I I went down to Gillies. I don't know. Oh, when the Gators played in the Final Four in 2014, we went down to Gillies and checked it out. And uh, it was, I think it was for some reason it was a slow night. Maybe it was a Sunday night or something like that. But anyhow, um, the uh, the movie Urban Cowboy. I must have watched it. Uh, 25 times. Oh, it's worth uh, watching more than once. It's yeah. a great movie. Well, and the soundtrack. Yes, absolutely. Right? The yes. best soundtrack ever, you know? Yeah. So, uh, absolutely. absolutely. You know, actually, Travolta, look at the soundtracks. He had Grease, yeah. okay? Yeah. Uh, Urban Cowboy, and so. Uh, right, Saturday Night Fever. Saturday Night right. Yeah, the Bee Gees blew it up and, yep. uh, during uh, Saturday Night Fever. And that album, at the time, uh, I think it may have been the largest selling album ever. I mean, oh, no it, doubt. Was, it was no doubt. Saturday Night Fever was like, I, I remember wearing Nick Nick shirts. Right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, all that. Well, listen, uh, wait, Stevie, we're going to have to have you back on because I love sitting talking about radio. And uh, if uh, any of you um, really want to get, uh, you know, a good. Uh, you know, listen, Saturday night, 8 to 10, Stevie does, Stevie D does the show 98.1, right? That's correct. That's right. Okay. Those are the FM, uh, up in, uh, North, North and North Central Florida. Uh, give it a listen. Uh, it's, it's something, uh, terrific when you can, uh, connect with, uh, your radio DJ and uh, find out what's going on in the community. So uh, this is going to be a wrap for uh, Meldon Law and Friends. And thank you again, my friend, Stevie. Thank you. E. Definitely bucket list experience. We're going to be up in Lake City soon and hang out. Right on, right on. Come on up. We'll see you all later.